Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. And welcome back. I'm Guy Relford on The Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. So again, I had a lot of people contact me and, and say they wanted to hear my thoughts on, on the Lewiston, Maine shooting. And and listen, I'm, anytime one of these horrific events happens, I, my first reaction is going to be first to, like I mentioned, to, to mourn for the victims, to, to pray for the survivors, pray for the families uh, of those that lost their lives, and, and, and certainly pray for the people that are wounded. I mean, I, We've gotten so cold-hearted and so political and so divided in this country. Nobody, nobody takes the time to to recognize pain and and grief. But immediately after that, you you do. Yeah, the political reality is you've got people coming after our rights. And so, what are we hearing? I mean, you know, of course, there was a semi-automatic rifle involved. Now, I'm hearing now. It was actually 308 caliber. And and something interesting happened. If you're not familiar with 308, 308 is a larger caliber, more much significantly more high velocity, typically fires a, a larger projectile than what you typically shoot out of an, an AR platform rifle. Particularly it's and there are a lot of different calibers. Uh, available in the AR platform. I mean, everything 9mm, hell, 22, up through much larger caliber. So just saying it's an AR doesn't necessarily mean it's the traditional caliber for that style of rifle, uh, which is which is 5.56 uh, NATO or 223. And... and and it's interesting because, and, and by the way, by definition, ARs aren't limited to that. That that when the AR was developed by Armalite, that's what the AR stands for. Uh, the AR-10 in 308, one of the very first models developed. So it's not shocking that there's an AR that that fires a 308 cartridge. But it's, it was interesting to me. It just shows you how people talk out of both sides of their mouths. The people are out there now just talking about how how horrific and high velocity and destructive this 308 caliber is that this guy used. And listen, 308 has got a lot of velocity to it. It has a, a significant projectile that you're propelling downrange with a lot of energy, a lot of force. Can that cause a lot of damage? Sure. Over a long distance. You go to a lot of long distance training classes. You go know, take a precision rifle class somewhere, the most common caliber you're probably going to see is 308. So immediately start, people start talking about, oh, well, this AR is just so horrible because of this 308 cartridge. Well, I'm sorry. I, I, I've been hearing for years that it's so destructive based on the typical caliber that it shoots, which is 5.56 five, or 223, which is almost the same thing, not quite. Hell, like I said, you got the morons on the view saying you can't even eat an animal after it's been shot by a typical AAR 5.56. Well, now they're saying, oh, now there's this really, really dangerous. That's not the point. It's never been the point. It's never going to be the point. When, when you look at the Lewiston, Maine shooting, you need to look at one thing, which is how should the shooting have been prevented? 
not could, should, because it absolutely could have been prevented. How do we know this? Because this guy had reported mental health issues. He reported saying he wanted to shoot up the National Guard base at Seiko, Maine. He told people that. The guy was in the U.S. Army Reserve. He was also a firearms instructor. This guy knows what he's doing, being behind a rifle. The guy got referred for psychiatric evaluation. So you got a guy threatening to shoot up a National Guard base. He gets referred for psychiatric evaluation. No one does anything to step in and get the guy the help he clearly needed. He then goes on to commit a shooting, which was entirely predictable, if not predicted, for anybody paying attention. And the reaction is to blame the gun he used? I mean, let's take politics out of it for a minute. Let's, let's take, you know, the pre-existing agendas out of it. Listen, do I have a pre-existing agenda? Hell yeah, I do. Damn right I do. I'm a 2A guy. I got the Second Amendment tattooed on my arm for crying out loud. Do I have a pre-existing agenda? Yeah, it's to protect our Second Amendment freedoms. So I have a predisposition as much as anybody on the other side does. But let's take all that out for just a minute and just talk about logic. In this situation, should the focus be on the gun he used or should the focus be on having prevented it and the opportunities that existed to prevent it in the first place? If that's not an obvious answer to you, I can't help you much. Again, if you listen to the Gun Guy Show, I'm thinking that's a pretty clear answer. I mean, how stupid do you have to be to look past all these opportunities to have stepped in and prevented this horrible tragedy from ever happening in the first place versus the particular implement that he happened to use to commit it? I mean, let's just apply some logic here for a moment. Let's take the emotion and the politics out of it. It makes no sense. And and then you have politics from Joe Biden on down, on down in terms of he's the president and the commander-in-chief. I don't put him in a real high place when it comes to any, any other category, like, oh, say, intellect. But they're all... What are, what are they all saying? That, well, if we would just pass an assault weapon ban, we would end mass shootings. Is that a true statement? Is that even remotely true? Is, is, is any semblance of the truth associated with And you hear it all the time. We can do better. We can stop mass shootings. Congress needs to just pass an assault weapon ban, and we'll stop mass shootings. Let's, let's just... Peel the layers off that onion for a minute. First of all, you pass a so-called assault weapon ban. Well, we had one from 94 to 04. Nobody had to destroy or turn in the semi-automatic rifles they already had. Again, assault weapon's a stupid political term. That means nothing to people that know anything about guns. But let's just, let's just adopt that terminology for a moment for the sake of the of this discussion. Do you really think they're going to pass a law that makes 
What? They can, they're going to push a button and every semi-automatic rifle with a detachable magazine is just going to go poof and disappear? Well, I don't know. Are they going to make them illegal so you have to turn them in? No. There's, there's, there's probably 20 million at a minimum of rifles that would fall within a so-called assault weapon ban. And by the way, let's just say you do that. Let's say, yeah, they're illegal, and you have to turn them in because it's now a possession crime. And if you get caught with one of these, you're going to do 10 years in prison. Starting tomorrow, turn them in. Ask yourself this question. If that law were passed tomorrow, who would turn them in and who wouldn't? Who would turn them in and who wouldn't? Would I? Well, I'm not going to answer that question. Would a lot of law-abiding citizens who don't want to do 10 years in prison relinquish their firearm? I think some would, some wouldn't. But the more important question is, who would not comply with that? Who would not comply with that law? Mm, let's see. Law, not comply, mm, out, uh, not comply years, stay outside the law, out, outlaw, outlaw. You're be outside the you're, criminals. Yes, that's the answer. Criminals would not comply with that law. Oh, I know. You're a deranged lunatic planning a mass shooting, and the law is passed that says you can't have the rifle anymore that you have. You're a deranged homicidal lunatic. You're gonna go. Oh golly gee. Congress just passed a law that says I can't have this rifle anymore. My plan is to kill as many people in a bowling alley, in a bar as I possibly can, and then put my rifle in my mouth and kill myself. That's my plan, but oh no, my plan is now foiled because Congress passed a law. Does that make any damn sense to you? Is anybody going to react that way? So criminals, terrorists, a whole other category we got to worry about, and homicidal maniacs aren't going to care about the law you pass. Some law-abiding citizens are going to turn their guns in, and who are you left with? I'm sorry, the old bumper sticker is true. When guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns. And apply it to any subcategory of guns you want to. That's just how it works, because criminals don't comply with the law. And these morons who keep saying, pass this law, that even assumes it's constitutional, we'll get into that here after this break, because it clearly is not, would have no effect on crime. It would have no effect on MASH. By the way, the so-called assault weapon ban that was in effect from 94 to 04, according to the National Institute of Justice, the research arm of the Department of Justice, they came out and they said, there's no reason to renew this thing because based on the incredibly low number of murders that are ever committed with these firearms to begin with, as compared to all other firearms, that the effect would be, quote unquote, too small to measure. That's what they said, too small to measure. But that doesn't help him. It doesn't prevent him from selling us this crap and going right down this road. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. We appreciate it. But make sure you join us live at WIBC.com to stream or at 93.1 FM in central Indiana for the Gun Guy Show every Saturday, 5 to 7.